Hello and welcome to Making a Mindset, a podcast that's going to enrich your life and thought process one episode at a time. In this episode, I want to talk about something that shapes the way that we all live. I want to think about the conscious and unconscious activities and thoughts that determine the outcomes in our lives. Today, I want to talk about habits. After finishing The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, I really got to thinking about what individuals and leaders should know about habits. After all, if you read that book, which I highly recommend that you do, you'll understand how intensely influential habits are in our lives. Perhaps you already have some sort of idea of this, but the power of habit honestly changed the way that I look at my everyday actions, uh, certainly the actions of others around me, and even society writ large. Now, that being said, after giving habits some thought, I've come up with a short list of three key points that I think individuals and certainly aspiring leaders should know and think about when they think about habits. The first key point that I want to talk about is that habits can be changed. On a more general note, I want to emphasize the fact that habits can be created, they can be broken, uh, or altered altogether. Now, this might seem extremely self-evident, but it's absolutely easier said than done. If you think for a second about how you start your day, let's say that you work a 9-to-5 job. You wake up in the morning to an alarm that you set the night before. You make, make some coffee maybe or some tea. You have some breakfast and then you get ready for the day all in a very similar way to how you got ready the previous day. Think about, for instance, the way in which you brush your teeth about the way that you shower or the way that you get dressed. All those things have become habits and if you want to change them, it might be more difficult than you first imagined. The power of habit outlines the habit loop, which consists of a cue, routine, and reward. Essentially, if you're able to understand the habit loop, you'll be, at least slightly, more equipped to change the habits in your life. Now, for example, in my life, perhaps I have a habit of eating an unhealthy snack right around 3 p.m. In order to understand this habit, I need to understand the pieces that go into making the habit what it is. A cue, a routine, and a reward. So the cue here might be the time of day. Now, typically, the cues are the hardest thing to pin down, but it is the thing that tells your brain to start the routine. The cue could also be an emotional state. And so perhaps at this point, I either start to feel hungry or tired. And the cue prompts the routine. The routine in this example is probably the most obvious thing about habits. It's me actually getting up from my desk and then grabbing the unhealthy snack and eating it. The reward is the positive reinforcement that I receive from carrying out the routine. So in this case, perhaps it's the tangible benefit that I receive from eating a snack. The reward could also be something intangible too like taking a break from work. The point that I want to stress here is not necessarily what goes into changing a habit, but simply that it is possible to do so with focus and determination. And perhaps in a later episode I can talk in more detail about changing or breaking habits, 
but let me know if that's something that you'd want to hear. Anyway, you should know that you can not only change habits to better yourself, but you can help others create or break habits as well. And that leads into the second point that I want to make. Habits aren't just for individuals. Now, contrary to popular belief or the popular way in which we think about habits, organizations and even societies have habits. In other words, it's not just individuals that have habits. In fact, strong organizations often develop habits that put them on more successful paths. Phone-free daily briefings could be one such habit. Let's break this daily briefing down just a little bit. When organizations or businesses that operate on a daily basis start off the day with a daily briefing, they could become more effective. The meeting could last, let's say, five or 10 minutes at the start of the day, but it could be a way of accomplishing several things at once. For example, it allows everyone in the organization to get together as a team. This is where the import importance of the phone-free environment comes into play. So when you have a short meeting be phone-free, it allows individuals to actually communicate with each other. What a novel concept. When individuals are allowed to have their phones before and during the meeting, it's far too easy for them to sit and look at their phone until the meeting starts, rather than like having a conversation and getting to know the individuals with which they work. Having conversations telling people what's going on in your life and hearing about what's going on in theirs, this creates trust. This creates more successful organizations because you care about the people around you. Second, the short briefing allows the leaders of the group to emphasize what's important for the day, the week, and the month ahead. They can share their vision, their goals, and thoughts. And going forward, the team will know what's important to stress in their own work. And lastly, as part of this example of this phone-free daily briefing habit, the meeting allows other members of the organization to voice their thoughts, their concerns, and any questions that they have with the leaders and the rest of the team. And this, in my opinion, is really, really important. Any successful organization or team pulls together and works well when the members are able to share in the organization's vision. When individuals or team members are able to share in an organization's vision, people buy into that and they want to see that vision come to fruition. Now this is all to say that it's absolutely important for leaders and team members to know that instilling good habits in their groups or their organizations can lead to personal, for everyone involved, and organizational successes. The third key point that I wanted to make about habits is that habits provide for effectiveness. Every leader should understand the power of habits and the tremendous influence that they can have for making individuals effective. And by effective, I simply mean being able to successfully get the result that you want. Now that said, leaders should understand how habits can make them and those around them effective. Stephen Covey, in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, describes this idea very beautifully. Now, throughout his book, Covey provides principles, habits, that he believes should be used as guidelines for everyone's lives. And these principles start by detailing habits 
that help individuals become masters of themselves. And then he follows this up with other principles that work toward interdependence, that is, being able to effectively work with others. His final habit, sharpening the saw, argues for continuous improvement in both personal growth and interdependence. Now, while Covey writes about these seven habits that can stand in as principles to guide your life, I believe that great leaders are the individuals who are truly taking advantage of the power of habits in order to provide effectiveness in their own lives and especially the lives around them. Truth be told, habits that provide for effectiveness don't have to be extraordinarily profound. In fact, I would argue that a simple habit like reading every single day is a habit that successful leaders have created and crystallized. And in the interdependence realm, a strong leader has made listening very carefully to others a habit in their life. In other words, not listening to respond, but listening to understand. So you ought to know that habits, as powerful as they are at impacting all of our lives, can provide for effectiveness in your life and the lives of others around you. Lastly, I thought that I would end this episode on a more practical note. So what are the habits that I believe all individuals and leaders alike should take on in their lives? I think, like I've said before, that individuals should read every day, even if it's only for a short amount of time. If you only have five minutes to spare, so be it. Read for five minutes. If you aren't that much of an avid reader, so be it. Just read a page. As long as you take the time to do it every single day, a page will turn into, into two pages and then into three pages. And you're going to start liking to read more because you're going to get better at it. It's just how it happens. So read every day. I also believe that individuals should practice mindfulness. Is this easier said than done? Absolutely. Being able to understand what's going on around you without your mind wandering elsewhere, it's an extremely effective habit. It's difficult to master, to be sure, but once you get there, it's extremely effective. I also believe that individuals should practice taking responsibility and giving praise. Often I think it's the leader who must take responsibility when something goes awry and give praise to his group when things go according to plan. And this, perhaps obviously, isn't always the easiest thing to do, but it's definitely the right thing to do. Another habit I think you should consider is practice listening. This might sound kind of silly, but listening truly distraction-free and focused listening, dare I say active listening, is not something everyone's good at doing. So it's my belief that individuals ought to practice listening to those around them, not just to respond, but again, to understand. And then the last habit that I'll leave you with is that I believe individuals should practice giving thanks and forgiving swiftly. And I think it's amazing what these two habits can do for everyone involved. For the leader, for example, giving thanks and forgiving swiftly provides satisfaction, bliss, 
you know, a sense of ease at self. And for the individual that's on the receiving end of that, getting thanks and being forgiven makes that person feel appreciated and it relieves anxiety. So consider giving thanks and forgiving swiftly more often. Now, to be sure, this is not an exhaustive list, but I definitely think that these are habits worth considering. Idealistically, maybe, we would all incorporate these habits into our lives and certainly help others incorporate them into their lives. All right, that's going to be it for this episode of Making a Mindset. I've been your podcast host, Jacob Tomlinson. Of course, it's always appreciated if you could give us a like and a subscribe for more content. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you all next week.